Hey, what is good? It's me, your friend, the neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and I want to welcome you, if this is your first time, to Bobo's Block. Thank you guys for joining me here on this weekly block party that I have every time I step behind the mic. And for the guys who have been here, or the guys and girls, the blockheads who have been here, their 40th, 50th, whatever time, what up, dog? It is good to see you again. I'm glad you could join me one more time. And um, today, have a little bit of an easy breezy cover girl type of loosey goosey day, man. Um, it's just going to be me, the one to come on here and kind of chat with you guys for a bit there are going to be a couple things we talk about um of course i'm going around the net there was a lot of stuff that happened i want to get all out there talk with you guys about that um and this is <laughs> and the nerdgasm for the day is something that's kind of been on my mind a bit um it it, it it has something that has been something so dear and close to my heart so definitely for sure i i want to talk about this and see kind of the future of where we're kind of going with this this show or that well group of shows we'll you'll you'll see when we get into it we're going to be talking about the death of the arrowverse yeah, it's, ooh, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and get into an update on here. So we are definitely going to be back down at the dojo at Pro Wrestling Visions in Orlando, Florida. Bobby Ledger will be in action against Chasing Rance. Chasing's been ducking me for that cruiserweight title. Says I got to be 205 pounds or some dumb stuff. I don't know, man. But I get my chance to get my shot at him this week. And you guys can check that out on the Twitch. The Twitch will be linked down below. Um, we're also going to be trying out something new. We've got a couple of um, people giving me a little bit of feedback on a few things. And we will be having timestamps now. It's a little bit more work for me, but easier for you guys. Um, it'll be timestamps below for everything from like around the net updates and also for the nerdgasm. So we can definitely go ahead and just kind of if you want to kind of skip ahead to certain these parts but um i hope you just sit and talk with me man it's my, my favorite part of the day um <laughs> so yeah so hopefully you guys have been having a good week um last week was a bit bit difficult um it wasn't like mm, like what hard but like emotionally i think it was a lot of stuff that just had weighing on me and um i didn't either, either acknowledge it or properly take care of myself and had a bit of a bit of a lull bit of a, a, a wave or so but um i was able to get through it i want to thank everybody who um helped celebrate star wars day with me and get my mind off a lot of stuff that was going on um and also i want to shout out to all the moms we recently celebrated mother's day this past weekend um thank you for all that you do for the mother figures the soon-to-be moms the moms who were to be everybody love and joy peace to all of you my heart is yours so yeah um yeah um besides that <laughs> been a busy week business-wise you guys definitely check out and designs we take care of everything for your branding and business needs also events um we can help stream and and facilitate so definitely go ahead and check out either like my instagram stories or my snapchat to see what i was up to this weekend and stuff or always catch me what i'm up to because yeah man i'll be out here doing i'll be out here doing a lot in these streets <laughs> so um I think that kind of covers the update for you guys. And we're going to go ahead and get into Around the Net. And this week's Around the Net is going to be a little bit of a doozy. Like I said, we had a lot of stuff going on last week. Um, and let's go ahead and get into it. So first off, I'm starting off with some video game news. And also, this is something that's really exciting for me. So, 
Sony has registered a trademark for Insomniac's Xbox or previously Xbox exclusive game, Sunset Overdrive. The game's director is rejoined early this year and after a period of working with Microsoft. This is exciting because, honestly, I'm a Sony fanboy to my heart and core that I don't like playing on Xbox. I don't, I've never owned an Xbox, even when I had roommates who had an Xbox, rarely ever played. Um, because I stand what I stand. That's all I will say. I'm not going to be rude. So I stand what I stand. So to hear that Sunset Overdrive is actually being trademarked by Sony gives me so much hope because I. I always watch all the E3 conferences, and when Sunset Ozra came out, I was ecstatic. I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. This is a really dope game. Like, this looks so cool. It's from Insomniac 2, and then they said it was an Xbox exclusive, and my heart dropped because I knew it wouldn't get the love and, and the admiration that it deserved on that fucking console, and it didn't, and Insomniac realized that it didn't, so they probably waited their time out, waited out the IPs, um, um, like trademark and all that stuff and it was like hey it's no longer gonna be exclusive probably gonna remaster it put it on the ps5 sunset overdrive is a beautiful fucking game like the story the story behind it as well as just the the gameplay in general is fucking lit like just go watch some playthroughs or go back and check out the original like sunset overdrive e3 trailer I was over the moon for this game, but I was I wasn't gonna be able to play it. I still loved it. I still enjoyed everything about it. I just wasn't able to play it because it was on Xbox. Fuck that. <laughs> I, I don't I don't waver on my principles. No care what you say. <laughs> there there are two things that niggas know I don't fuck with. Xbox and Drake. That's it. Like <laughs> anything else open game xbox drake no drake came out with an xbox theme song or some shit i de- i wouldn't even know because i don't listen to his fucking music yes all right so um moving on to the docket we got our first look at netflix next season season four for castlevania and my god these fucking stills that were dropped Amaze balls. Go and check out the homies at But Why Though on um, podcast and the um, But Why Though Twitter account. They have them on there. They dropped them on May fourth. Um, yeah, and like it is stunning. Like this, the show is such a good adaptation of the video game, and such lore and detail and time is poured into each and every single frame. Like Jesus, is this is going to be an epic ass season? That's all I have to say about it. Um. I'm super excited to see where where um they take they take like the 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 actual story because I'm I'm going to be honest with you I'm not caught up on Castlevania. I have to catch up. Please don't hurt me. Like <laughs> but like I'm I'm this this excites me enough to catch up. I I have been slacking on my anime list as every good anime watcher does. <laughs> and yeah, we we're, we're going to go ahead and um catch up soon before the season 4 drops. So yeah. Um, also, like I said, May 4th was Star Wars Day. I hope you guys enjoyed Star Wars Day. If you were um, rebel scum like I, or if you are a Sith <laughs> Sith Lord, um, you hope you enjoyed Revenge of the Fifth. Um, but yeah, man, it's a dope celebration day. I sat and watched um, at least the original trilogy. I didn't I didn't get through all the movies. I wanted to get through all the movies, but sat and watched the original trilogy. Um, and you know what was 
<laughs> the one the one thing that got me it fucking got me it was empire strikes back right i was just chilling watching the credits roll because i'm a nerd and like to see people's names and shit and in the credits there was rogue two three and four but there was no rogue one i will repeat there was rogue two three and four but there was no rogue one my fucking god george lucas plays the goddamn long game he i don't even i don't know if that was a part of the original fucking plan but he it blew my mind that rogue one was never included in any of these fucking movies and the reason why is because the rogue one story happens before star wars started like that's just in-depth detailed story writing for your ass right there like i don't know if someone caught that like i did and it was like where the fuck happened to rogue one and they made the story or if george was like oh we don't have a rogue one because this and somebody was like nigga that's smart he was like i know right like i don't i I don't i'm just gonna leave that to a mystery but i did notice that like for real there's no rogue one in the empire strikes back or in a new hope there's only rogue two three and four fucking crazy right so (laughs) that is dope because they they honor they honor rogue one they honor that that fucking calls quadrant or call name like because like that was such a good movie i i truly truly enjoyed that so in honor of star wars day variety actually gave a a rollback of all of their initial reviews um of the star wars movies and that like variety's been around for fucking ever so it's one of the ogs this was a <laughs> this was like a really crazy walk down memory lane. So I'm gonna go through a, a few of these. So this is um, a new hope. George Lucas set out to make the biggest possible adventure fantasy out of his memories of serial yeah of serials and older action epics, and he succeeded. The 20th Century Fox release is loaded with the box office magic with potent appeal across the entire audience spectrum. Lit, right? Lit. So that was a new hope. By the time we get to, <laughs> by the time we get to um, Empire Strikes Back, they were praising it being a good sequel, dope, equal in both technical mastery and characterization, among the new characters, Billy Williams, stuff like that. And then we get to Return of the Jedi. My, all right. So this is the first one that I was like, "Damn, <laughs> tell tell me how you really feel." It goes, "There's good news and bad news, and no news about the Return of the Jedi." The good news is that George Lucas and company have perfected the technical magic to a point where it's almost anything and everything, no matter how bizarre, is fucking believable. Like, <laughs> uh, and, the, and like they, they talk about the fuck, they talk about the Ewoks and here it's crazy all right so here we go we're getting into the prequels Woo! you know how hard that shit was as the most widely anticipated and heavily hyped movie of modern times the phantom menace can scarcely help being a letdown on some levels but it's too bad at, at to that it disappoints on so many other levels it's neither captivating nor transporting it for it lacks the emotional pull as well as the sense of wonder and all that marks the best works of sci-fi fantasy 
Um, and then, uh, where were we at? Oh, Attack of the Clones. Ewan McGregor is blandly ineffectual in, in, in the minutes, begins to come into his own, bearded and more confident, gingerly affecting some odd enunciations. <laughs> and then we get the Revenge of the Sith. It is whatever you, whatever one thought of the previous two installments, um, the review of the Avengers says this dynamic picture irons out most of the problems and emerges as the best overall of the series, The Empire Strikes Back. So cool. And here we're into the modern um, trilogies now. It says it, if the first Star Wars hadn't already been rebranded A New Hope, that optimistic title might have applied just as well to The Force Awakens. By any measure of rousing a restorative seventh chapter in the immortal space opera saga. And honestly, that's really what it's supposed to be. I did not turn my goddamn phone on mute. My bad, y'all. Um, that's really what it's supposed to be, though. Like, it's supposed to be hearkening back to the feelings that you get from A New Hope. That's how all the, the new trilogies were supposed to be. Ah, yes. And they talk about Rogue one they give the last jedi an honor of sacrifice successful retreat which is nearly as dramatic as an underdog offensive like and they talk about the women basically run the show this time around which is arguably the best thing about the movie that introduced a purple hair coiffed laura dern as vice admiral almond haldo sorry Amelyn Holdo and the Save the Day sisters Paige and Rose Tico like again they you really have to like just take it and enjoy what was given so yeah so like I enjoyed all these reviews they talk about Solo Solo was really one of my favorite ones honestly because like it was so fun so fun and I enjoyed the story there was a few things that probably could have been done a little bit more of an ironing out but yeah come on man it was fucking fun and Donald Glover come on <laughs> all right so um we got news that blade oh sorry moving on in the docket we got news that blade will begin shooting in july 2022 yes so we didn't get a release date for the movie but we know that we'll start shooting next year in july that's kind of exciting i want to see what mahershala lee um will get into as the daywalker um, we got our announcement for Loki that that we're no longer going to be waiting on Fridays. Loki is going to be premiering on Wednesdays. It's going to be starting June 9th on Disney Plus and then every Wednesday after that for the series. And I want to say this one's probably uh, like um, Falcon and Winter Soldier 8, eight series. I think Wanda was the only one that was 6. No, 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 no. Other way around. Sorry. Other way around. I think there's another 6 series and Wanda was the only one that was 8 or whatever. So, yeah. It's very, very dope to see. Um, we also got our first look, keeping it in movie news, at A Quiet Place 2. Um, this is the last trailer, I believe, before it comes out in theaters on May 28th. And it's good. Like, it's good. Like, um, i not the biggest... <laughs> not, the, not the biggest... Um, I went to, I'm a fan of of horror and suspense. I'm just a scaredy cat, y'all. Like I be I be jumping and shit. So I enjoyed the the build up. This is kind of giving us giving us like what happened in the beginning and kind of telling us where we are after we left off with Quiet Place One. the The trailer is really good. Go ahead and check it out on YouTube. You'll see how their how the family is taking it to the next level. And yeah, man, like we, we, May twenty eighth. That's when it drops in theaters. I don't believe that it'll be on um, HBO Max or anything. But yeah, we'll see where else it may be streaming. Um, 
I'm going to keep going up because what I also want to get into, well, one of the things I skipped over on the docket is basically leading into the nerdgasm, so I'll save it for last. So, um, shout-outs to one of my favorite comics. Um, I, I don't, I have a lot of favorite comics, but this person really popped up on my radar a couple years ago, and I enjoy all of their work. Sam J has finally got their own HBO late-night show, and it premieres on May 21st. So, congratulations. They were picked up by HBO through Issa Rae um company so i'm so happy to see that sam j is out there doing the damn thing um sam j is funny as fuck go ahead and check them out um i believe they were on netflix's um it was like an ensemble comedy special uh if i find it out i'll let you guys know but that's where i found sam j at funny as hell um so yeah check that out also michael che has a new um late night comedy show on hbo max go ahead and check that out as well it's it's a lot of dope black comedy out here guys need to get in get with it so yeah definitely for sure um so next up on the docket let's get into some con news con news um square enix and bandai and sega have all confirmed that they're going to be a part of the virtual E3 this year because we know we did last year's E3 kind of like I said virtual way they're going to do the same thing kind of keep it a little bit safe um, LA probably won't be open fully by the time E3 hits so that's that's probably good for them to do a virtual um, gathering or so and we know that we have these three big companies that are going to be gracing the basically virtual hall age um, I, I'm I'm excited to see what E3 comes out this year. I haven't been hearing, hearing as many rumbles as usual, but I, I'll go ahead and start diving deep into the gaming sector and then see what I can find for you guys, okay? Um, oh, next up as well, um, we're going to get into some tech news, okay? Tech news for this week. It's a couple stories. So let's go ahead and start off with this one. So the, you guys remember um, a couple of episodes back, I said that Apple had did their latest press conference. I think it was the 420 press conference. And they announced this new product called AirTags, which got into the kind of like the Find My Location type, di- type deals like Tile and stuff like that. So Samsung is now throwing their hat in the ring. And it's crazy. Samsung has come out with SmartTags. Smart tags do basically the same thing that air tags do but with every phone like i i haven't it really took me a while to get why these things are so important or why these things are so hot are like buzzworthy right now it's such an amazing technology that we have at our fingertips to basically be able to find any and everything that we may lose um need to keep track of kind of want to make sure that it's secure and things like that and even with um just geolocations for people such as your children and things like that it's really really dope to to see the technology has grown this much of this far tile was a great foot in the door get your feet wet splash splash splish splish but where apple and samsung have just taken it basically everybody's a fucking ping everybody's a hot spot to find whatever the hell you're looking for and it's scary and fascinating at all at the same time because this <laughs> this um technology can be used for a great great stuff a lot of good but it also can fucking be used to track every single move that you do it's scary but hey, again like i said it's how you use and wield the the power or whatever so yeah that's something that you guys got, probably got to keep an eye out keep a look little little little, little side eye for but yeah um black mirror has not started back up yet so this is the closest we're going to be getting to it 
Uh, next up in the tech news, Twitter has just announced that they're rolling out um, a new option that is currently in beta at the moment. Um, not everyone has it. There are f- only a few or a handful of accounts. Um, when I say handful on Twitter, it's like fucking thousands or hundreds of thousands of people who have it. But like, they, they're, it's not available to everybody. This new feature called Tip Jar is basically you being able to monetize your um your twitter feed like if they started with the nfts and shit like that but now you'll be able to basically pay your favorite tweets or favorite twitter creators or whatever directly um they're probably as there always is content rules and um um well not content rules but like um creator like rules like you have to have so many followers you have to be able to do this that and the third or whatever but you can turn on your tip jar and people can pay you for being you dog like it's really like you're just being paid to be on twitter by the people who follow you um it is a very interesting thing because also if you remember clubhouse started the same thing as well you can start getting paid on your clubhouse and now that twitter is integrated spaces you could start getting a tip jar as well like it's funny how they're just kind of pulling and picking the same things to keep up with whatever the hot new thing is and it's uh i I watched a documentary on netflix called the social dilemma and how everything is so curated and so like fucking um put together for us like it's scary but um these things that they're doing now these new algorithms these new abilities and features that they're giving us they all have a means to an end because we are trying to do something that's a little bit more I would say ethical than experimental. Everything that's been done up to us is more experimental, but now they're giving the least the user a lot more power or, or we feel or think that they're giving us a lot more power to do as we please or as we want with, with our accounts and our information. But we'll see. Um, even though you guys, if you have the available feature, do watch out for the PayPal um, payment feature because with that, your information is still sent to them as a receipt. Um, it's what PayPal does or whatever but like again if someone's just randomly tipping you on the internet and they just find out your address that's a little scary a little a little so yeah so be mindful of that but yeah you guys if you want to use tip jar go ahead and check and see if you have that available um there are steps or whatever to use it do your edit your profile and stuff like that and these are for just the beta users and the people who have access to it now not everybody has that so again if you don't see it you just don't got it yet you don't have the latest update or they haven't pushed it out fully for everybody so they're probably working the kinks out and stuff now so we'll we'll see we'll check back up on that and see how that how that goes um Lastly, before we get into our final story that will lead us into our nerdgasm, let's go ahead and talk about the Venom trailer that just dropped today. Wow. Um, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, or just Venom, Let There Be Carnage, it looks very interesting. Um, it still has that kind of my buddy, um, a man and his alien symbiote type um, vibe and feel to it, but they do give you a deep, dark little bit of a nugget when we start hearing and seeing more from um from cassidy from woody harrelson's character and woody can fucking play crazy i can tell you that much from experience and just watching so many of his movies that man can play crazy i was actually watching um a scanner darkly and jesus that is peak 
crazy Woody Harrelson. So to see him as fucking Cletus Cassidy, my God, this is going to be mwah, mwah. So yeah, um, go check out the Venom trailer, Let There Be Carnage. And there's also a little bit of sneak peek in there that people are saying that, hey, this might be confirmation that they're actually in the universe because there was a guy reading the Daily Bugle and it was Cletus's picture on him and he was flipping through it and someone paused it. And then they were like, <laughs> they were like, do, do I see what I think I see? Does it say Avengers lose to Nightmare? And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, they, they're really going to be messing with us with every little piece of um, Easter eggs that they're going to be dropping in these movies coming up. So, yeah. So, be on the lookout for a lot of crazy shit, um, especially through Venom, Morbius, and all the other Sony um, app- um, yeah, Sony Universe applications or the adaptations that we're going to be getting. Okay? All right. So finally, let's go ahead and talk about this. It was announced that the Flash's original OG cast members, Tom Cavanaugh and Carlos Valdez, are exiting the show after seven seasons. This is something that has been a surprise and a long time coming. So everyone knows that the the, the CW Arrowverse has kind of gone through a lot of changes and a lot of things have kind of kind of been hit or miss um but the depictions of the characters of one cisco ramon and um dr well wellington i'm sorry dr harrison wells have been tumultuous to say the least um some sometimes the writers love them sometimes the writers are like i don't know what to do with this person and like there's been a little bit of a (laughs) a little bit of a unknown unknown not best kept secret that carlos valdez has been a little bit fed up with his his portrayal on um the flash it kind of it's come through um at least i've seen it come through in his acting and also just on and off set demeanor so to see him finally kind of getting free it would be, be dope like um five doesn't even have powers anymore and that was like he was a good depiction of an amazing hero that didn't get enough get enough player love through the mainstream comics but like say it's the it'll be happy to see them be able to move on to something else i love tom cavanaugh he's done a lot of stuff i actually remember watching this random ass um <laughs> travel channel show mysteries of the museum with tom cavanaugh as the goddamn host i've been watching tom cavanaugh do shit for many a decade so um i loved him on the flash i loved him as harrison wells i love him every version or multiverse version of harrison wells and i love him as reverse flash um but we do thank them for all they've done and brought to this gosh darn shows universe everything so i want to see how they write these two characters out because they are pivotal members of team flash it is really like it's really going to be hard to see the the star labs crew without cisco and without a harry um flash has already been renewed for season eight and it's bidding farewell to these cast members at a very weird point in the script of the story so we'll we'll keep you guys updated on how they get written out and stuff like that if you definitely want to know um but yeah they these guys look way (laughs) i wouldn't say way too happy they look very very pleased that they were able to do what they set out to do and now they're able to bow out on their own terms so i'm happy to see that all right, so that's going to bring us to our nerdgasm. We're going to be talking about 
the slow death of the Arrowverse and how it feel, how it makes me feel, honestly. So we're going to go ahead and take a musical break. Um, and I will probably um, hit you guys back after this this break. But check out the music. I'll try and leave down either a link or a... Um, or a title for what I'm playing because this is actually going to be one of my homies. So yeah, take it to you guys later. Select your player. Thank you guys for joining me back here on the block. Um, yeah, like I said, this is going to be one that hits the heart a little bit hard for me because um, we're talking about the death of the Arrowverse. Or not really the death of it, just like kind of the death of as we know it. The Arrowverse is, of course, what came about when CW started taking on superhero shows into their weekly lineup. And we had an amazing run, honestly, to be to be truthful um it was literally a hero show almost every day at the height of the Arrowverse. you had of course arrow was the one that kicked it all off at the flash you had um legends of tomorrow which is a spinoff from the flash was the flash was a spinoff from arrow and then you also had um Batwoman come in, and you had Supergirl come from the C some CBS over to the CW because reasons. Um, and then from there, you also picked up Black Lightning, and then you you kind of like we're feeling it out. We were thinking we were thinking we we're going to get Constantine over. Um, it, it did a lot for superhero television because it was the first place where we saw those major like team ups and those big, huge, week long crossover events. Um, before even like Marvel had its footing behind it and like, oh yeah, we're going to be doing a big overarching story. Like we 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 got what we got and it was very good quality for being a television show. Um before honestly 
before the Arrowverse, the biggest like superhero show that we had at the time was like Smallville and that only really dealt with like the drama side of Clark's life in Smallville and it ended as he became Superman more and more. Um we 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 had a, an amazing thing but it as all things to tend to do they die they they finally hit that age to where like okay can't really keep it up um we were running out of stories to tell crossovers to do things to just keep us interested and you can see how it is now whatever um and there's things that are happening that are shifting behind the scenes like i said it's not going away it's just going away as we know it um as you can tell a lot of the shows are ending um but we have shows that will be taking their place and it'll be kind of a new type of arrowverse so let's go ahead and start talking about where it all began um arrow with the series finale of arrow that was a huge blow um for me to the arrowverse because that's the patriarch that that was what started it all you had oliver and felicity and you had diggle and you had all those um characters that you built up and arrow was wasn't the most loved show but it was one of the things that i really new as like a staple for the verse um and we call it the arrow verse because that was the key pivotal show that linked everybody oliver was basically the batman of this universe of the, yeah this universe that we had here um the arrowverse really broke ground on a lot of different storytelling a lot more grounded gritty storytelling without all the craziness that you would think it would ensue when it comes to superheroes arrow was a good kicking off point because you just saw people fighting other people and then when you finally started bringing superpowers in with the flash and shit it felt normal like it, it was a, a a natural progression um and then when you had characters that we just didn't know what to do with at the point we started legends legends of tomorrow we gave them a whole fucking time heist type thing and you had their own they had their own stories they had their own drama their own strife they had to go through they had they they saved the multiverse and the time stream continuum multiple times over um and then like we just don't we can't it was an ever rolling roster with legends of tomorrow so you couldn't keep that up we knew that was un like unfathomable to kind of keep that up for like a let's say supernatural 15 season type shit <laughs> like um even with arrow arrows win as long as it can but like there are only so many Arrow stories that we can do, and Oliver was growing so much as a person and growing so much as now a father and stuff. They they it ended off on a great note, and it ended that Oliver sacrificed himself for the entire multiverse to live. He gave his life because he was the start of it. It all ends where it starts, and and Oliver being the one to become the Spectre and being the one to be able to recreate this multiverse how he sees fit and shapes it is really dope man um i know for sure with the arrowverse it lives on because like we have shows that are still out there still going and we have new shows that are going to be coming like um arrow and the canaries which is following a future storyline of um green arrow and felicity smoke's daughter and the two black canaries that are still by her side and stuff like that and you have things like Black Lightning, which is going to be ending soon, which hurts me because like, that was a really dope and powerful show just from a black perspective. Um, and it's been amazing writing team from 
episode one all the way up until now you guys really do if you haven't already go check out black lightning it's a great watch great villains great story great heroes great everything when it's going to come to an end soon and it's going to be um replaced or basically continued with painkiller one of the breakout villains turned anti-heroes of the series um so we see what happens with the rest of the people from freeland through the painkiller show um, there's no real continuation of Le- um, Legends of Tomorrow, um, and there is a continuation, though, of Supergirl. Supergirl um, was one of those, like I said, late bloomers to the to the, um, to the the Arrowverse because she was like kind of like the last linchpin um, to come in that we had to have a Kryptonian or so, and she came through from CBS, and they were, st- they were done with the same showrunners um, from The Flash. Like, they had the same producers and shit, so of course she teamed with The Flash first before anything, because they were kind of shooting the same locations, same um, teams are running, A-team, B-team and shit like that. So, of course, she was teaming up with him first, and now um, they, they brought her into the full Arrowverse with the crossover that brought her in, and it was dope. Um, and I think it was like a, um, the Earth-X one that she came in, and she was like fully on the team and shit. That was amazing. And that's one thing I love were the crossovers. You got those uh, that first crossover with Arrow and Flash, and we're like, oh my god, yeah! Finally got the who's better, who's the better hero type shit. And then you got the bigger crossover um, with the Team Flash and then Team Arrow with the Legends and stuff. And then you got another crossover with Earth X. And then you got the other crossover that brought in Batwoman. And you got the other crossover that brought in every single body. Like it merged all the um, universes and everything like that. And it was so dope. And you even had a glimpse of the DCEU from there because we got Ezra Miller had came over. Like there were so many highlights and high points of the Arrowverse. And it's so dope to see where it is gone. But again, like, it's such a somber note to see where it is now. Um, we have the current Batwoman show that's going on and the stories that they're telling there. And, and you have to see where it's taking. Everybody's so disconjointed. Everyone's so f- uh, far apart now. I knew that from infant crisis on infinite earths there was going to have to be a reset there was going to have to be something that kind of everybody reestablishes themselves as solo people and then like we come back together as a super team but damn like this is taking a while like <laughs> like I can feel like a season or two, but like this, this feels like it's been forever. And it's only, it really only has been like a season or two. I think that's just the, the, the fatigue that we have left over from 2020 and the pandemic and shit. Cause everybody wasn't able to kind of get in and um, film and do all this stuff like they wanted to. And we, we weren't able to kind of get all the things that we wanted out of these seasons up until this point currently. Um, so yeah, we have to kind of see where where the Arrowverse goes, because I don't even, I don't even see any of these characters interacting, because, like, who the fuck's gonna work with them? Like, I, I, I hate to say, like, who's gonna work with Painkiller out of, like, say, Team Flash or some shit? Who's gonna be from Team Flash that's gonna work with Batwoman and, and, and Supergirl is going away, so you're gonna have to work with Clark, but Clark is out in Smallville, and he's dealing with his sons who are now getting powers and stuff like that. It's just very weird and interesting to see how everything's back to like, we never were a, like a joined unit at all. Um, because we don't have, um, Kate 
she the, the bat current Batwoman doesn't know that she's a part of basically the the Justice Society or Justice League. Um, Martian Manhunter knows, but he doesn't talk to really anybody anymore at this point. Like we have the Supergirl team, they kind of understand that they're still a part of a bigger universe of heroes, but like we don't get to interact with anybody anymore. The Legends team are just kind of gone now. They're just dissipated into the time stream and to my knowledge like i haven't seen them around at all like this is where you can casually make these um like not even across just like cameos and shit like you can have these people show up and just say hey this is still a world of heroes we are still in earth prime now we are are the merged version that oliver created us to be and we've lost that kind of like camaraderie with all of these heroes we built this entire universe around everyone working together and just to see where it is now so like so far apart and disconjointed as it is i don't really know what the Arrowverse is going to grow into after this because honestly I can't see any of them doing a crossover I can't I don't know if crossovers are the future of the Arrowverse because you can have the arrows and the arrow and the canaries come back but that's going to be time travel and and then you're going to have to have where Ryan has to meet everybody that's going to be awkward painkillers like are we going to keep black lightning around I don't know is John is finally going to get our diggle going to finally get it yeah John diggle just yeah is he finally getting his green air um green lantern ring and becoming the lantern are we just going to get that in the lantern corpse type um deal that we're getting on hbo max like there's so much that's so far apart and we've had it to where they've explained that okay there's the multiverse still because you have where the titans are you have where star girl is you have where earth prime is you have these other worlds these else worlds that are still there and it's also tapping into whatever the movies are doing those are also else worlds whatever matt reeves is doing is also going to be another earth whatever um Batman from Michael Keaton's universe is doing. That's another that's going to be a flashpoint. They're saying that they're connected into the DC multiverse, but it feels as if there's still that that source wall if you're a dc comic book reader up there's that source wall up that you can't break down that barrier it's the forbidden door that shall never be open it's locked again we had it open we had it open and our foot was in there because ezra miller came over to the infinite crisis crossover and he was like yo i knew it was i knew this would happen i knew this was possible it, it hurts my heart because I'm a, a huge Arrowverse fan. And I, I used to, like I said, watch every single hero every single week, every single day. It was what I used to subs- um, subsidize my wrestling watching with. Like I would watch Black Lightning and Flash and I would watch Legends and I would watch Arrow. And I would try and catch Supergirl, but I, I'm sorry, y'all. I can't do Supergirl like that all the time. Um, <laughs> and then I would, try, and I would catch it back up on Batwoman. And like I'm just trying to get my head around all of what this is but again like i feel like i'm on a glass door looking back at like the beginnings of everything and everybody's just in their own little bubbles and it it sucks because you had such a good thing going and you had the ability to work with so many other people and bring in so many other different stories plot lines teams sub sub team sets could be formed so many things could have been done with this business like with this model of how the world was set up now but they completely dropped the ball to me because like 
the Batwoman currently, she interacts with nobody. Like, the team interacts with zilch, zero, nada of anybody from any of the other cities, worlds, whatever you want to call it. Because, again, now, with the worlds the way they are, Kara should be in Metropolis, right down the street. When 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 Kara fucking found out that she should have found out that Kate's playing crash and been right in Gotham and like, Hey, what's going on? How, how can I help? Because they became, they grew to be friends. They were basically going to be the next world's finest. That honestly was the rumor that was coming up before everything changed before Ruby was like, I kind of can't keep doing this. And then Kara, she, um, she, Oh, I'm sorry. I can't remember the actress's name, but the actress who played Superwoman, she got pregnant. She wanted to build her family. Like I don't, don't fault any of the people for this. I fault. I fault timing. I fault fate. <laughs> it's just, it's just what we've fallen into, man. I was hoping that we were going to get a world's finest out of Kara and um, Kate for the the Batwoman and Supergirl characters to team up and take down in the next crossover and make them the the matriarchs of the verse make them the ones that everything stems out from because it was arrow and barry it was ollie and barry it was flash and green arrow who were the patriarchs of the first crossovers the first everything in there and like flash is still that homing beacon for everybody to kind of converge to but like I wanted it to shift and transitions are hard. Transitions are not an easy thing to get right, especially when it comes to something so overarching and so huge like this. And Marvel is taking their time. As you see, like they're, they're building the, these people up as that disconjointed. Everybody's separate. Everybody's gone their own different paths and ways, but there's going to be a point where they're going to have to pivot and bring everything back together. Because in a world of heroes, you can't just keep putting a narrative that that, oh, this person is just by themselves. They're, they can't be. It is physically impossible at this point because we have street-level heroes, we have mid-level heroes, and we have big, big motherfucking, holy God, what are we going to do about this alien invasion heroes? Like, there's something to be said about a well-built universe. The Arrowverse was that. It was a well-built universe, and now we've let it kind of rotten rust away at this point but um there has to be something that may be able to salvage or save it i don't know if we're gonna have to really just pull the trigger and just like start bow like oh Luke becomes Batwing and, and John becomes Green Lantern and, and boom, this comes that. And then boom, this person comes over here and, and the, the sons get this and like, like you, you have to do something drastic to pull us back in. And I don't think things like painkiller and making Kate have plastic surgery and brainwashing her. And, and uh, I don't think like, um, whatever they're doing on the flash is going to do it right now, man. Like I we have the speed force incarnated, I believe on the flash and it's taking the form of Nora, um, of, of, yeah, Nora, um, well, I got out Nora Allen, sorry, Nora Allen. And you also have his daughter, Nora also has come back recently and she's brought her brother. No, she's basically, impulse has his joint as well um i'm super excited to see 
the the speed twins over there um or flash but like again i don't think it's enough there has to be something else that will be able to pull us back in drive us back to getting into the mood to like okay hey them 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 bows and like that, that flash and then that lightning and like we gotta be able to get behind something like we used to be on twitter every week with a different hashtag for each and every show and we were hyped there's still the hashtags are still out there Hashtags are still out there. The people are still watching, obviously, because even though with Black Lightning, they said it was is kind of the ratings that kind of put it the place that it is. But there's still people watching. There's still people supporting. Black Lightning still matters to us. The Flash still matters to us. Everything that they have put into these shows have been really a labor of love. And I'm happy to see that they're still kind of holding on. Like I said, the Air Force is dying, but just not, it's just dying in the way that we know it, not in the way that it currently is. The Air Force is still thriving and still has things to tell us and stories to show us. I'm waiting for the return of Stargirl. I'm waiting for the next season of a lot of couple, a lot of things that we're going to be seeing. Like I said, season eight for the flash should be, Interesting. I want to see what happens with all of the CW Arrowverse shows as they currently are. So, yeah. <sighs> that one's been on my heart for a minute because, like, again, like, the Arrowverse is something that I love deeply. And just to see where it is now and see my waning love or waning watchership for it has been really tough. But, um, yeah. If you guys have any comments or anything about the Nerdgasm today, go ahead and hit me up in the comments below or hit me up on social media. You can find me everywhere. You can stalk your ex at Bobo FNN. That's B-O-B-B-O-F-N-N. And, of course, if I didn't say the top of the hour, which I don't believe I did. This show has been solely sponsored by my Patreon. Patreon is the best place where you can do the most good for this podcast. Patreon is the lifeline and bread and butter of Bobo's block, and I'm happy to be associated with every single person that has been able to donate to the Patreon each and every single month. You you guys are so dope you guys are amazing thank you for all the support and love that you've given me over the past years or so so of course if you want to join the patreon join the blockheads that are over there you can go to patreon.com forward slash bobo that's patreon.com forward slash b-o-b-b-o and then you can see we have multiple tiers over there from starting from a dollar all the way to three thousand dollars and if you hit that three thousand dollar mark go ahead and pick out your wedding dress or tuxedo or whatever you know gender fluid over here and Go ahead and hit me out of altar, though. Like I'm, I'm down for a ring. My ring size is, I want to say, like an eight and a half, um, nine, and I like a titanium band because, yeah, man, I'm classy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. If you guys also want to follow um my YouTube, hit me up at your friendly neighborhood nerd. Bobo, um, and if you want to find me on Facebook, it's the Friendly Neighborhood Nerd Bobo. I think I have those backwards. I think Facebook is your Friendly Neighborhood Nerd Bobo, and it's and um, YouTube is the fr- the Friendly Neighborhood Nerd Bobo. It's it's in the links or whatever below, dog. Um, <laughs> again, time steps are also down there. If you guys ever want to um, talk about things or jump to things when you're gonna come back, so yeah, let me know what else you want to talk about. If there are any other things that are on your mind, I'm always here for you guys. So I've been your friendly neighborhood nerd, and I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.